Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters. I am your host, Ryan Sowers, and we are broadcasting live here on Business Radio X. On every episode of Marketing Matters, as you know, we talk business, marketing, sales, branding, customer service, and much more. Let me ask you to support those who care for this show, and that includes Michelle, my friend Michelle Sutter and the Gwinnett Women's Small Business Collective doing great things, so check them out. But without further ado, my friend Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, you can see her at janebishop.live. Jane, my friend, how are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome, Ryan. The question is, how are you? How are you? I'm, you know, I'm getting back. You know, I'm about uh, 90, 95%, you know, uh, you know, with, 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 with just, just getting the energy back. Good. And all got a, still got a few cobwebs. Yeah, they'll, they'll cobwebs. Clear, they'll clear little up cobwebs, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, slowed me down and, you know, uh, I think I got uh, my attention to slow down. So it's all good. But okay, look, I good. mentioned another show. I told you I got that coursework for my yes. doctorate in leadership. Yes. So we're down to just all but dissertation. And so. we have two great guests in the studio today. Two amazing guests. We have Lori Lyons, who is the owner of Igniting Your Business. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Glad to be here. Abs- and hi, Jay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we have my friend Kent Suter. He's the owner of One America with us in the studio. Kent, how are you, my friend? Hey, Ryan. Doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, why don't we just start off briefly because you guys, we're doing a roundtable format and come from two different industries but have a lot of commonalities as great people. So just take a minute to our audience and just um, give you each a chance and then we'll just get into some discussions. So let's jump uh, with you, Lori, just a little bit about yourself for our audience. Sure. I'm a little bit about me. I'm six months shy of an Atlanta native. My parents robbed me of my Atlanta native birthright, Um, but have been in the area most of my life and now own Igniting Your Business, which we are a digital agency. We specialize in website design and just, you know, love. I'm excited about looking forward to talking about customer experience because it's really important. Absolutely. And that's why I thought, that's what Kent's all about. So it'll be good. Kent, tell us just our audience a little bit about you and your background real quick. I grew up here in uh, Lilburn, Georgia. Um, I have four children, been married 17 years. Uh, We have special needs in our family. That's uh, the big part of my story. Um, but I uh, was a pastor for 15 years, worked with teenagers uh, in the Liburn area. And uh, as of this year, uh, early in February, I started working for Johnson Financial Group under the One America umbrella, selling life insurance. So the irony there is that my dad was also an insurance agent, and I said <laughs> I would never do that. So here I am. Oh, yeah. you're turning into your Be dad. Be careful already. what you say. You will never do. You just never know. That's uh, right. Well, well, it all, well, it all worked on having you guys here today. So... Uh, well, Jane, you know yeah. what? I'm going to let you jump in with two great guests like this. Where do we start? I, you know, that's a good question. So why don't we just dive in? Okay. I think it's interesting. Yep. Kent, you said you gave a little bit about your background transitioning from the pastorate to the insurance business. And I know, Lori, you were you were a corporate um, what I heard somebody say this recently. They've jumped out of corporate. Jumped out so of corporate. you've jumped out of corporate and now a small business owner. So I would just like to hear from both of you. What's been something that you have unexpected, that's been unexpected that you have experienced as you have transitioned into different industries and paths of life? Just good. pick one. Like I'm sure it. there's a I lot. I like that. That's a good question. 
Well, yeah, good question. I've I've transitioned a lot in my life. <laughs> you know, pivot has been a big word this year. I've pivoted so many yeah. times. <laughs> and I was actually corporate in the 80s. So I've been at a corporate for a while and started started my own company in 1994 okay. when entrepreneur wasn't the word. Mm-hmm. And people said, you work from your home. How weird <laughs> is that? So, um, so it's, you know, it's... It, it, Everything coalesces and everything comes about for a reason. So I started in marketing packaging in in the 1990s and sold binders and folders. And then this thing called the internet came along and wasn't going anywhere. And people were just weren't buying them anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, made a couple of switches and swivels, and and here I am, you know, many years later, and bringing everything together with what I do with marketing and and all of my back my teaching background. I love to teach. Um, marketing background everything comes together that's awesome how about you kent yeah i would say that um you know going into this first of all i had a fear of going from a salary position to a um, fully commissioned position and um, there was a lot of fear wrapped around that and i had a lot of people tell me that i met with you know it's going to be okay uh, you're going to do fine <laughs> and um i've had a lot of people ask me that since jumping into this and and that was uh, one surprise that i'm like you know what I'm making it and it's going okay and I'm not out on the curb asking for um, you know um, money uh, secondly um, I think one interesting thing is that being that I was a pastor for 15 years uh, in the pastorate there's a lot of occasion for talking about hard things and you just are comfortable seeing a lot of hard things and with life insurance it's a topic that is I think forgive me for saying it this way but it's, it's less financial and more psychological uh, you're talking about the day you die, and um, so it, it's hard. And, and there's a lot of people that, when I'm starting out in the conversation, they have a lot of fear. And so it's been really helpful to actually say, "Oh, I have some tools uh, from <laughs> my pastorate that are helpful yeah. in this situation." Where I just say, "Look, let's let's not talk insurance right now. Let's just talk about how you're doing, and and we don't have to do this at all." And so. A lot of times it, it goes that way, so um, that's been really interesting. It was it was interesting at a, at a show. I don't know six months ago. There was there was a friend of mine that came on, and he he had, he's still a part time pastor, but uh, does stuff in the insurance arena in a different part of Atlanta. And uh, he was saying it was really different to uh, being in the pastor's seat and talking about stuff, and then being in the small business seat. He said he got to learn. They were like, well, you know, you need yeah. to give more. You need to do. He's <laughs> like, well, uh, uh, we're not doing as well. But he was just saying it was a very eye opening experience to be on the other side of the table. So, yes. Yes. you know. Um, but so let me ask you a question real quick, um, uh, Lori, as we go back to it. So you've been part, when did you start saying and double down or triple down on digital and saying, Hey, that's going to be my focus area. you know, I'm with you. I was early in social and digital, but when did you see that as, Hey, you know, this is here to stay and I want to really, you know, be a, a, a guru, you know, in it. Well, once again, I kind of came by it accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some of the best things yeah, happen so to you know, when you're <laughs> when you're dancing. I guess <laughs> Jane knows that. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. It, in 2010, we all know what had just happened for a couple of years, and I had decided in 2006 I let my marketing company go, um, and I could either go right or left, and I decided to go straight at the at the crossroads, because there wasn't you know. I was kind of tired of doing the, you know, the paperwork and all the stuff that comes with owning your own business. And I thought, I'm just going to relax for a while and let somebody else handle all that. Well, then, you know, a couple of years of, of really hard economic times, I sold print, which was a commodity. I did, you know, everything. And then I, a friend introduced me to a gentleman that was in the digital marketing space. 
and he was looking for somebody to, to set uh, sales calls for him. And I said, well, I know a lot of people in Atlanta. I can set a bunch of sales calls for you and you can pay me for every one of them or I can really find out what you do and make them good calls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I did. I went to work for him and in the space of learning about the, you know, learning about it and, and I really didn't, I, I barely knew how to turn on a computer. I just was not, that was not my thing. Um, I didn't know how to find my email. I mean, I did, but yeah. you know, it wasn't. It, I wasn't the technical person in the office. Let's put it that way. Um, but I discovered that if I would, if I would learn how to do some of this, and clients called in and said, "Hey, I just need you to change thirty-five years to forty years, whatever," then if I did that, it slowed. You know, it 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 gave them a good experience because it happened quickly. It didn't get bogged down in our in our support system and waiting for somebody else to do it. So I kind of learned, just started learning the basics. And then I fast forward three or four years later and I got laid off and the company was going in a different direction. And so one of my high school friends said, hey, you used to work for a company that did websites. Do you want to do a website? And I said, well, I've never done one <laughs> by myself, but if you're willing, I'll do it. And that's kind of how one, it got one started. Thing, one, one thing led to another. A <laughs> lot of time on Google, a lot of time on YouTube, because if you can Google it or YouTube it, you can, you can get find it. They yep. will come. Like, <laughs> but well, always supported with that vast background of experience, yes. like you said earlier, Lori. So yes. the, the skills might be new and the methods, but you were infusing it and supporting it from your knowledge base. Absolutely. And as I got into it and discovered that the background and the marketing and all of uh -huh. it that I had done over those last you know 30 years really came into play and it was like dang why didn't i do this soon right <laughs> i'm right. really good at this yeah. <laughs> well let me let me ask you kent let's uh let's talk about one america a little bit in your business because i also know i mean it was cool we we're talking about uh before the show back in the days bruce uh Souter, uh braze pitcher you were a braze bad boy you're ben and gwinnett uh you you, you you've gone the pastor route i think you got so four kids yes and, and a special needs kid i know this is uh, yes. near and dear to your heart very important i want to make sure we talk about that today because um, so just tell us so our listeners have a feel for, you know, what you're in the pastorate, you know, you're, you're a native here, but we want to expose you about where your, your, your insurance specialty passion areas are mm -hmm. and how you best feel like you, you, you know, you can help people or things when they're lost, don't even know who to talk to. Sure, sure. Well, the two primary focal points in the in insurance uh, realm are just uh, term and whole life insurance. Um, but something interesting happened recently. I was meeting, um, my wife and I were meeting with our trust lawyer uh, downtown Atlanta, and this was when I was very close to saying yes to doing life insurance, and she asked me, do you have life insurance? Uh, this is our special needs trust lawyer asking me, and she had no, no knowledge of anything that I was thinking about with regard to life insurance. And I said, uh, I do, but I'm curious why you're asking. She said, um, virtually every one of my clients is vastly underinsured and needs more life insurance because she said, I have seen everything under the sun. And let me tell you, when you don't have enough life insurance and there's special needs in your family, this is a big problem. So there's a, a lot of purpose behind what I'm doing in, in reference to uh, particularly the vein of helping special needs families. But but honestly, um, it's, it's, it's I believe very much so that it's important for every family to have. So that's a, um, a little bit of a, the passion behind what I'm doing. So it's more than just a business transaction, you know. I, I really want to help people because I believe it's really good for them. So, um, but long-term care insurance is the other piece, um, and um, we have a hybrid model where it's not a use it or lose it. You can actually, um, it's backed by a life policy, and 
um, again, going back to having worked in the church for so many years, I saw and have seen and I know a lot of people who are in long-term care situations, and I've seen um, how fast the money uh, goes out the door. So there's a lot of purpose behind why I want to um, not sell, but just offer this to people. I hate, sometimes I don't yeah. like yeah. using the word <laughs> sell because I don't want this to be objectified. You know, these are human beings we're talking about with real families. And so the long-term care insurance piece, um, I can just, I have seen how awesome it is in terms of helping people out. And so, well, yeah. and that's the, that's a back, back book idea I have after the dissertation, but people want to dissertation be, first. Right. I know. Sorry. Dissertation I knew, I knew first. that was coming. I opened my I mouth. <laughs> I opened my mouth. I started with telling my wife a new business idea for like two new ones for 20. She's like, okay, just because you finish this one thing doesn't mean you can trick on 25 new things. But the idea was people want to yes. be uh, served, not sold. Yes. That's and, right. And uh, that's going to be the premise because no one wants to be sold at. But what I heard both of you guys saying, I know you picked up on it, Jane, is both of y'all's back experiences or how you stumbled into, you know, or how your life's been created or what losing a job or a special needs kid or being a pastor or realizing, hey, I don't even know how to use the computer. Every experience, would y'all agree, has led to the people listening to the show to your next experience, right? I had a guy on another show I host said, you know, I'm stepping into my own story. I was hesitant about my story, but mm-hmm. you, 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 um, probably not a lot of people are selling or, or, or offering insurance solutions that came from the pastor that are dealing that, or a lot of people wouldn't have a clue about, I, I saw printing too, printing and corporate <laughs> America, this or that. But yesterday I found with something I do now, it was very, very helpful to have the background of traditional and digital and social all in my brain to go, all right, okay, that, you're asking the wrong question. Like when Kent and I first talked, I was telling some different things, but to have it there to use it when needed. I mean, so y'all's own stories, what would you say to those entrepreneurs or small business owners out there that are thinking about their own stories or saying, you know, well, we're not them and, you know, we're, we're having a hard time right now or whatever it might be. I mean, what do you say to those people? I say in inventory your career capital. And that can be everything from, from paid jobs to volunteer jobs. Um, a lot of, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll categorize this with a lot of moms do PTA work when their kids are growing up. That is really yeah, hard work. It is yes. very hard work. <laughs> yes. That is that is you deal with the politics For of free. it. You deal yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. You deal with the, the detail of it. You know, a lot of a lot of parents are coaches. There is also the same type of work and a lot of times that's volunteer work. So you take all that career capital that's not just paid, but it's also volunteer and you, you write it down and you figure out what the commonality is. Because if I had you know, if I had to go back and do it again and say, Okay, I'm not going to just all of a sudden one night decide I'm going to do this and start the next day, which is what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I would have done the smart thing and written it all down and said, okay, this is, this is where my strengths lie. This is what I've done because in an entrepreneur world, very few people ask you that, right? You know, and sitting here listening to Ken's story and, and thinking, oh my gosh, all of the, the, the pastoral work that, and how he uses that, it's like, that is amazing. It's like, you know, there's your calling, there's Mm -hmm. your gift. But what I heard both you guys say, and I'm sure Jane did too, you know, you were hesitant to use the word, I'm selling them this or talking about something Mm -hmm. more, but, or you're over there saying, you know, if you're willing to believe in me, I'm going to give it all I have. I say all the time, you know, uh, sometimes you zigzag, go left, right, go backward, go forward. There's no perfect answer as you're figuring, any of us are figuring this out, COVID or non-COVID. It's just doing the right thing, treating people the right way and asking questions, right? To, Mm -hmm. to know what they're looking for. How can we serve them? How can we help them? Right. And, and I would add that I did not arrive here, um, without having gone through a lot of other avenues, um, 
uh, even back as far as 2009, I was seriously contemplating being senior pastor of our church because our, our then senior pastor was, you know, moving towards retirement. And there, and so I went and took some more seminary classes on preaching. And then I said, you know, that's not for me. <laughs> then, uh, a few years later, um, my wife's family started an Italian ice business over in Montgomery, Alabama called Nancy's Ice. And um, we seriously contemplated, so much so that I bought an LLC for it years ago, <laughs> doing Italian ice. And then I was like, you know, I went and worked the business for a couple of days. And I said, this is not, not for me. me. <laughs> and then the final one was, I was really looking towards being the associate pastor at our church because I was the youth pastor. For that, that was the role I had. And uh, I went to the bitter end. And then I said, I just... I said no. I said I talked to the the elders and I said, "Is it okay if I say no?" I felt terrible, but everyone agreed. You you can't know until right. you actually go through the process. And that word process has been really big for me this year, um, because and I always counsel like our, my college students. I'm like, look, your first job is not going to be. It's very likely to that it will not be <laughs> right. your final job. Right. It's a process that you're in, and you're learning all along. So here. When the opportunity came for life insurance, I, at first I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to do this, but let's let's give it a look. And I put it through the filter, and my wife and I prayed about it a lot and talked about it, and I met with several people, and then here we are. So there were so many steps t- towards me getting to this point. I just and, want, I don't and, to go. I just, can I throw one yeah, more thing? I was talking to two clients yesterday afternoon, and um, – because, you know, here I am, 48 years old. I have a lot of experience now. And I told my wife, experience and wisdom have come together. And they were young, a lot younger than me. And they were, they were trying to figure out something. And I spent about 40 minutes on the phone with each one. And I said, here's how you're going to have to explain it to your own boss and customer. And they're like, oh. And she was down. She's like, she gave me my basement office. She said, did you teach them? And I said, that's what I'm passionate about. I mean, it's great. You know, Jane's the same way. I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to cut your question off. But. Jane and I know, and I can see it. You guys, you got to take what you've experienced and then give it to people, mm-hmm. and, and 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 empower those people. And you know, our business things we do, it's how we do our businesses. You know, and and the, and the passion behind them. But it does me no good to have learned all the things I've learned and experienced and not pass them on or share them. So I took that time, and they're like, "Oh my God, never even." Th- thought of doing it that way and i thought you know 15 year old younger ryan would have gone i'm, I'm not sure how to explain it either but i knew exactly i could see exactly what it was and both situations were completely different and yet i, I just find i don't know if you find that jane and i you had yeah. that question but with wisdom and experience when they when they mesh up really well uh god can do some powerful things. oh absolutely it's a timing it's it's a timing thing. Yeah. I w- you know, ten years ago, you probably wouldn't have been ready no. to move where you are now, Kent. Absolutely. And not. Laurie, same with you. You know, ten years ago, you probably wouldn't be ready to what you know where how your business is evolving now. It's a timing thing. Research proves that highly successful people focus on the process, not the outcome. They're aware of the outcome, but they focus on the process and do the work of the process. So I'm just curious. From both of your standpoints, uh, both of you have different tenures, but Lori, two questions to you. You know, how has your business evolved over the last 10 years? And then maybe the second question, if you could tag it into it, I know that you, you, you speak the language of the marketing world so that those that don't understand it don't have to translate it. Right. You, you have a catchy phrase to oh, do yeah. that. So give us a comment and then I'll, I'll toss something over to Kent. Sure. Um, two questions the the advice that I would give for people like how I taught myself and 
I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because I'm finding that as I'm doing events and, and meeting people and because of the nature of where we are, you know, I've, I've started calling our generation, I am 62, I'll be 63, I think, in, in January, <laughs> is we're the resilient generation. And I'm coining the phrase yeah. because we've gone through the stock market crash of the 80s. We've gone through the recession of the 90s. We, you know, just as we start building our retirement back up, then bam, there it goes again. And right. then bam, there it goes again. And then 2007 and, you know, all of this stuff. So, you know, as you start to to get older and you start thinking about retiring, you have to start looking at that. So there's so many, because of that, there's so many older entrepreneurs now that are starting businesses because they can't afford to retire or maybe they want to supplement their retirement. So what I tell them is I started my digital marketing agency at 58, and this answers your second question, is that I'm a non-technical person living in a technical world. Right. Yeah. Because I get the tech, and, I, and I've taught myself a lot of the tech, but I can also explain it because I was there. You can dummy it you down and say, here's exactly, layman's terms, right? Exactly, exactly. I can s explain, you know, what, what goes on with a website from, a, from a, a layman's standpoint because I've been there. I, you know, I started in, so it's, it, that's become a real passion of mine is to talk to the older on, I call them encore entrepreneurs yeah. that are maybe in their, you know, 55 and up that are starting businesses. And I look around at some of the events that I go to, I go to a lot of marketing. I love going to marketing events and three quarters of the room is sitting there with, with not quite gray, you know, not, not right. quite perfect hair yet <laughs> you know they've got yeah. the gray hair they've got the wrinkles they've you know they're ready to retire yeah. and they can't and they're frustrated and confused because they don't know what to do so that is that is a huge um i see that as a big as a big yeah. need in our in our in our world today i love that uh, that definition of descriptive resilient generation yes. i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna you, use that and she's because, got several of them she's well, gonna use i, I just trademark I, I, i'll give you credit <laughs> well yeah, going quick the, the the interesting thing is because i just created and delivered uh two virtual trainings on resilience to a group mm -hmm. one on individual resilience and one on organizational resilience and resilience is something kind of like insurance you you either forget you have it or you don't know you have it until you need it right mm -hmm. right so well, yeah, I mean, it's like when I had my home fire, uh, my wife made sure we had the best insurance because she had worked in insurance for years of different type of insurance. But, yeah, when, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars of damages, uh, you better darn be well. Be, cause it's only a problem when it's a problem, yeah. you know. And, yeah. um, but, you, but I do see a lot of people, Lori, I was like, you know, working a lot longer. And a lot of them, like me, why did I get my doctorate? Because one day I'm going to continue to teach for all my PhD friends out there who are going to blast me for saying this, but what they consider a full work week to what I do, I mean, it'll be slowing down for me, but it'll be where I can speak and, and, and do that and, and work a lot longer, but do it, you know, not all the time and whatever. And that's why my why, but I worked on it about eight or nine years and I was kind of like you, I was like, you know, I'd, I'd stop and then I'd start and then I'd stop and I'd start, you know, and it was just that finally I'm like, all right, I either got to finish thing or call it, man. This is everybody's so sick of hearing about this, you know. So it's um, anyway, I, 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 I don't want to. But real, real quick, before I want to get both of you, what is the best website for both of you guys? Because I want to make sure our audience has our best ways to contact you yes. or emails or whatever you got. Lori? 
Um, for me, it's ignitingyourbusiness.com. Okay. And I'll have a little offer, a little gift for your audience that is ignitingyourbusiness.com forward slash marketing matters. Nice. So uh-huh. they can go there and it's just five website mistakes that is costing you clients and money for our entrepreneurs or business owners out there that want to find out if their website is, is actually working for them. And I'll have all my contact information, all my social media will be on that page. So I'll make it easy for you. Awesome. Uh, ignitingyourbusiness.com slash marketing matters. I can't Kent, real quick, uh, best way to contact you, just before I forget to say sure. it. Sure, yeah, I mean, um, email or cell phone. I'm, I'm totally fine with people. Yeah, we'll just, just, give, just give it so, out. So yeah. what's your e- email? is Kent at jfgatl.com, K-E-N-T at jfgatl.com. That's for Johnson Financial Group, Atlanta. And uh, my cell phone is 770-715-715. Three nine one nine, and Kent, do you get a deer in the headlight looks when you're teeing people and tell them that yes, I do answer my phone when I when it rings if I'm available because I do. I tell people that I do answer my phone if I I'm do. available. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what a novel idea. You, you yeah. know, what, I'm gonna tell you something real quick. We're thinking, you know, when I started my company's back over with zero dollars, uh, literally eleven years ago. This was going the eleventh year. Um, I had two different phones because I was of that. I was in a bigger company in terms of my responsibilities, but I wasn't the final, final guy. So I was like, okay, I don't want every client to have this phone. And I looked at it now, I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. My cell phone, you can pretty much find it because I want to be available. Well, but I didn't understand. Yeah. I'm like, my friends who had business, like, what do you mean you don't give me your cell phone? I'm like, oh. So you, but it was just a mindset. Yeah. It was experience. I look sure. back now and go, dumb, dumb, dumb. I will say I, I do set boundaries. So like sure. when I'm having dinner with of my course. family, yes, um, absolutely. Right. So, but I'm 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 quick to respond. So I don't I, I listen to you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I know that you. Well, you that's what I'm mean. implying well, that. Yes. So when I'm I say available I'm a, yes. and available know, doesn't mean twenty four seven. It doesn't mean right away. That's right. No, that's exactly right. You know because everybody structure binds anxiety. No, it's um I have people pushing the boundaries on that. And I set some boundaries of like, is this the weekend? Of this? I mean, some emergency you're going to sure. insert, but uh, but let them know you're transparent and accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. I think right. 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 So, Kent, what is one in the insurance world? There's a lot of, I think, misconceptions and misperceptions. Yes. What's one that you would like to just bust through and set straight sure. for our listeners? Well, one of them that's on our website is that um, more, more than half of people in America think that insurance costs twice as much as it actually is. Our term rates are are very competitive um, with our com- company, particularly. But also, um, uh, there was somebody that I was talking with recently who applied, and you know, she felt like, in a weird way, that there was going to be a bad omen on her life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, and she just thought that uh, now that I'm buying it, I'm, I'm I might uh-huh. die. So, yeah. uh, and that you know, that that's was a fear-based sad. thing. Yeah, that's, um, mm-hmm. But uh, and I don't want to belittle. Um, that fear either there was there's a reason behind that but um, but really financially um, it it costs a lot less and it's um, it's it's just I think the other big thing is that if you have life insurance through your employer there's a solid chance that that's not nearly enough a lot of people will tell me I have it um, with my employer and I said do you know how much they're like I'm not real sure I said Mm -hmm. well do you realize that finding out the amount of life insurance <laughs> that you need is the most important thing you can ask? Sure. Because um, if you you have some, it might cover some funeral costs or it might cover, you know, but, you know, how long do you want your money to stretch? Right. And so for, for my wife and family, you know, I have a lot 
um, and I came into this beforehand with a lot because I don't want them to have to be scraping uh, when all of a sudden my income is gone and the benefits that I have and just all of the things that people yeah. just don't think about sure. you know so the amount is one thing that um, is a misconception that they say I, I have it through my employer generally that's about a, a salary matching like an annual salary matching yeah. which is not nearly yeah. enough so in in both of your both of you in your vast years of experience and your vast learnings populate that brain just for a moment what is one word of encouragement or wisdom that you would offer our listeners while she's doing that, I'm going to say she's doing this with a mask, with a perfectly good diction. I mean, it's pretty dang impressive. <laughs> Running virtual shows, helicopter, buying you some time because uh, we don't have the Jeopardy soundtrack. But, uh-huh. but yeah, he's asleep again. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right. he means well. That's okay. We love Mike. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you go. About just some time. Yeah, speaking of five, what was the question? No, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I think I think the biggest thing that I've learned is flexibility. Is y- and, and people have talked a lot about pivoting this year. I call it swiveling. Yeah, I saw the eye roll. I call it swiveling. And I was listening to a podcast on the way over here. They were talking about pivoting. And in basketball terms, when you pivot, you, you, know, you <laughs> yeah, keep you, one foot planted yeah, right, and you can go all the way around. Well, even that, you're still having to keep one yeah, foot planted. Right. So exactly. if you swivel, if you think about the chairs, you fine-tune and you adjust. You can and slide. I, it, you <laughs> can slide. You can go backwards. You can go forward. You could go up. You could go down. Yes. So there's a lot of things like that you can that. do when you swivel. swivel. So see, I've, I've done two words. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. The resistant generation oh. is swiveling. And swiveling. Fact, Not I, resistant. I, you're resilient. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking on my way. That's going to be the name of my book. Yeah. Swivel. <laughs> swivel. There you go. Yeah, we'll start working on it next week. <laughs> All right, Kent. Uh, anything jump yeah, out to you? Um, I mean, the old adage: expect the unexpected. Um, I, I, I kind of, I'll take it a little different and just say, plan for the unexpected. I mean, making plans is um, is the best thing we can do. Now, of course, you know, with, like with the situation of us having a special needs child, was were we expecting that? Of course not. But it happened, and so we are adjusting. We are swiveling. Um, there you go. Look at that. Look ha- it's it's, already, it's hashtag, already trending. Hashtag <laughs> swiveling <laughs> is on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag Mike Salmon. Hashtag Amanda Perch. Hashtag. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I, you know, when I get on my road bike, um, I always wear my helmet. I hope I never have to use it. But it would be silly for me to go around and um, and just take the risk. And that's unnecessary. So, um so I, I just say let's plan for and really um, I think most folks buy into life insurance where there's a huge need is regarding uh, long-term care insurance there's yeah. a very very yeah. small percentage yeah. but uh, what, a, what a professional told me once who's now retired but he said what's the biggest risk to your assets I said um, maybe market dips he said market dips pale in comparison to a long-term care situation he said did you know that the average, and this is on Genworth's website, you can check it out right now. The average cost is fifty thousand dollars a year to stay in a nursing home per year. I mean, you talk about you know just in five years, you do the math, um, it goes up real fast. Yeah. So um, the long-term care piece is something that a lot of folks are not planning for, and the age to do that is between fifty-five and seventy. So okay, okay. and Great. they can call you with a consultation. Absolutely, get your, and yeah. those aren't magic numbers. No, I, mean, I know, can, but you can dip in. Uh, you can go higher than that, but yes, absolutely, call and, and it's always free to do an application and see 
what it would cost and it takes yeah. 10 minutes yeah. for me to run a quote well, so ryan what did you learn today i learned a lot i mean you're just thinking the passion the timing uh our stories uh the stories have to line up with the timing and you know I, i'm gonna say god's in control how this stuff works because our all of our past experiences have played a role in our next steps and I love what Kent says. We kind of come to a close. I talked in a lot of speeches before the, the shutdown, expect the unexpected. But I'd also say behind every problem lies a solution. And I'd also say between it, behind every obstacle lies an opportunity. So I look at it. I don't have plan A, B, or C. I have through J. And you know what? J might not work. It might be K. It might be L. But there is a solution somewhere if you work with the right people. There's a solution <laughs> if you are you put good people around you and uh, to make things happen. And you can always swivel. And you can swivel. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to swivel right now. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. Wrap All right. Up, wrap All right. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Lori, uh, for, uh, owner of Igniting Your Business. Lori, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, Kent Suter, uh, owner of One America, Johnson Financial Group here in Atlanta. I'm Thanks not the owner of One America. I work for One America. Uh, One America. Okay. Owner nice? of Johnson <laughs> Financial. Johnson <laughs> Financial. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. No, that's all good. Gotta, you got to get that clarified. Right. It keeps <laughs> it authentic. Real. Good point. Uh, but thanks for coming on the show, Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Well, folks, thank you for joining us on another Marketing Matters. I ask you to support the people, uh, Gwinnett Women's Small Business Collective, uh, Michelle Sutter and friends who are doing so many great things. Uh, they, they take care of this show. Um, thank you to my co-host, Jane Bishop, janebishop.live. Make sure you check her stuff out. Jane can really help you go for your goals and go for your it. I got the Jeopardy soundtrack. All right. You so I got to finish it up. Ryan. Well, thanks to our guests in our studio for a great show. For my co-host, Jane Bishop, this is Ryan Sowers. You've been listening to Marketing Matters. And until next time, folks, make your marketing matter. <laughs>